Game 9, Monday night, August 8th, Cincinnati Reds at Chicago Cubs, Wrigley Field, Chicago, Illinois. Wrigley Field, like Fenway Park and Yankee Stadium, is one of the grand old ballparks with ivy and brick, human beings living in the scoreboard, organ music, pigeons, spiders in the rafters, and a history filled with few pennants and many losses. So watching the Cubs lose is traditional, and the fans are somehow used to it. They take it pretty well and are just happy to see their team give them at least a few thrills. Young left-hander Brendan Clawson of the Reds gave Cub hitters fits all night. His mixing of pitches and locations kept everyone off balance. Walker's opposite field double in the first, and young outfield phenom Merton's single to center in the second were the only Cub hits throughout Clawson's seven innings of work. He walked four. The erratic control somehow was part of the formula for the discomfort of the batters, but no runner even reached third base, and nobody really hit the ball hard. The big bopper Reds were another story altogether. After being shut out on Sunday by lefty Dontrell Willis of Florida, a game in which neither of their premier left-handed power hitters, Ken Griffey and Adam Dunn, were in the lineup, the Reds' predominantly left-handed batters were chomping at the bit to face Jerome Williams. In contrast to Clawson, Williams had a smooth, flowing, somewhat predictable delivery. Lots of hard stuff, good control, nice for the batters who want to groove a home run swing. After an easy first inning, Williams was raked over the coals by the big red bats all night. When the dust cleared, the Reds had three home runs by Griffey Dunn and strong right fielder Austin Kearns, and four doubles, two by Sean Casey. Seven of nine hits were for extra bases for this swing-for-the-fences lineup. By the time left-hander Rush came in in the sixth, the Reds were so tuned in they didn't even notice the switch. Manager Dusty Baker of Chicago seemed a little off, too, feeling the effects of a six-game losing streak on the Cubs' road trip. He decided to stick with Williams and let him bat in the fifth, down four to nothing, encouraged by his improved work in the last two innings but his sacrifice bunt didn't lead to a run when Lawton and Walker, both lefty batters, oddly placed 1-2 in the Cubs' order, failed to get Merton home. Perhaps Dusty was flailing away as were his players trying to get out of the slump. His trust in Williams backfired as he promptly gave up Kern's home run to straightaway center, and losing all self-confidence, walked both Valentin and Lopez before Baker called on Rush, again oddly to face right-handed hitting Friel. The Cubs were just off. They are a talented club in a bad slump, and everything feels wrong. Some of their key stars who should be in the prime of their careers, pitchers Pryor and Wood and shortstop Garcia Parra, seem in danger of losing most or all of the luster off their careers due to recurrent injuries. Tonight, Wood, relegated to an occasional inning of relief work, was summoned by Baker in the eighth with his team down nine to nothing, a strange set of circumstances for a perennial staff ace and all-star. He reared back, firing 96 and 97 mile-an-hour heaters, getting Lopez and Friel on a high pop flies and striking out fellow superstar Griffey swinging to end his one inning. Garcia Parra, injured all year, looked brittle and awkward, both at bat and in the field. His attempt at a double play Shovel toss on Valentin's grounder in the seventh, bordering on the pathetic. 
One sees his 160 batting average flashing on the scoreboard and wonders if he'll ever return to the form of his Red Sox glory days. Finally, in the bottom of the ninth, with Cub fans badly in need of something to cheer about, they got their reward. With Cincinnati youngsters Kiesler and Coffee on the hill, Coffee running in as if he had just drunk a big cup from the bullpen, Cub bats came suddenly to life. Three straight singles, and then after two were out, three more singles brought home four runs and had the crowd howling with glee and relief. But Ramirez grounder the third brought the very late magic and dim hopes to an end, the Cubs losing 9-4. to four. As the fans piled out, one could hear a daddy telling his little boy, who was asking, Did we win? His dad said, Well, four runs aren't as much as nine. They're not enough for tonight. But tomorrow's another game. Maybe that will turn out better for the Cubbies. The Cub fans have learned to enjoy their baseball, whatever the outcome and hope springs eternal. Postscript. The Cubs didn't even contend for a playoff spot this year. Very disappointing season for them. The Reds, less said about the better. If they don't get some pitching and get rid of some of their strikeout bombers, they're doomed year after year. Next week... Art, Nicole, and Jane travel to Milwaukee, Wisconsin to witness the brawny Brewers against the prime but hobbling St. Louis Cardinals in Miller Field. Art ponders the importance of brewskis, brats, soft serve, drink holders, scoreboards, breathing, and much more about players on the field, especially during a couple of dramatic moments. Check back next week for Game 10 of Art Landy's Baseball Trip. Subscribe to the Baseball Trip at the iTunes Music Store or artlandy.com.